Oh. It is raining outside. Ah, we. Oui. Why are you saying we? Oui? Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's French for yes. <laughs> We're not doing this. We are doing this. Look, look, we can't think of anything else to say. I don't know very much French. The only thing I can say is, is un glace. It's ice cream. And it's definitely not raining ice cream. Why do you know that in French? It's just the only thing I can remember. I never did French. I did Spanish. I used to be able to count to ten, but I'm not sure I can anymore. Under toi. And in French? Quatorze, cinq, six, sept. We had a good one. Huit, neuf, dix, onze, douze, treize, quatorze, quinze. That's fifteen. I think you're just making sounds. Yeah, I could be. Yeah, I mean, my my pronunciation is horrendous. So So it's mine. I can't say the letter R. (laughs) Should we get on with the episode? Yeah, are we ready? Hey there. And welcome to the Tabletop Boardcast. A board game podcast where two friends get together and play a game. Or two. Join us at the Tabletop. For the Tabletop Boardcast. Hello one and all. Welcome back to the Tabletop Boardcast. Um, if you couldn't gather by our horrific pronunciations and attempts to speak uh, another language, we are in fact looking at a wonderful game called Paris. Although not called Paris, is it? It's called something like La Cité de la Lumière. La Cité de la Lumière. Because uh, I, think, uh, I think Paris was known as the City of Lights back in like, you know, the, the sort of like typical Parisian aesthetics, right? Is that right? That is right. I'm saying that's right. Well, I know I'm old, but I'm not that old. But what I would say is, this is a great intro. We've, we're giving them culture, we're giving them history, we're giving them language. We're giving them board games, we're giving Very them humour. We are ticking all the boxes. Yeah, it's City of Light. I'm not entirely sure how Paris got this nickname. I imagine it's something to do with lights. And uh, they had lots of. I imagine that it's a city as well, okay. which is not not many people know that Paris is a city. Do they not? Nope. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So we're looking at <laughs> the game, the game Paris, uh, the game Paris, otherwise known as Paris, the City of Lights. Yeah, not just Paris, because you said that's another game, right? There isn't. There's another game called Paris. Yes, there was a game that came out uh, a couple of years ago called Paris. Which looks very different. And by that I mean the border circle. Paris, the City de Lumiere, 2019 it was released. By a company. It was by a company. What was the company called, David? Come on. Uh, (laughs) It's called... (laughs) Come um, on. We're professionals here, aren't we? Questionable. Uh, so it's either Devere. I assume yeah. that's how you would pronounce it. Devere? I'll give you that. Yeah, I would have said Devere, yeah. And what's interesting about this game is it's only a two-player game. So if you're playing on yourself, can't play. If you've got three people, you're going to have to kick someone out. Only two players. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah it is only two players. But um, that's very much to this game's strength. Sometimes uh, you can never find more than one person to play with. To sum up for it in those scenarios, this game is the perfect thing to play. Or in my case, you can never find anyone to play whatsoever. Yeah, so, I mean, I, you could probably, you could try and play it on your own. Uh, I, I'm not sure how well it would go. I guess you'd win every time, but you'd also lose every time. I think you would lose at life. But, uh, yes. So, as we established, it came out in 2019. It is a game of two halves. Let's just say that. 
uh, yeah, there's two phases to the game. The main premise of the game um, is to score as many points as possible by having all of your buildings or as many of your buildings as possible lit up by street lamps, right? Um, so the two phases are, are built around this. Phase one, players can either place cobblestone tiles, um, ideally with their colours on, um, or grow their reserve of buildings by selecting from uh, the pile of buildings. I don't know what else you'd say. The pile of buildings. Yeah, and the buildings are different shapes. Some of them are a bit like the Tetris shapes. Some of them are just uh, the Mario M, as I like called it the other day. Like the moustache. Yeah, the, the little Luigi moustache. Let's go. Very topical as well. You could put that, okay? You could put that in the title now. We can ride off the back of the success that is the Mario movie. What? Just put hashtag Mario. Or just hashtag let's a go. Let's a go to the City of Lights. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Worth noting as well, the cobble spaces, uh, obviously, Keenan said, try and get your colour down. Um, but there's four colours in there. So there's the orange and the blue, which are the two different colours of whichever side you're on. Yeah, the two players, yeah. Then you've got the purple, which is the middle ground. And then you've got the grey, but the grey are streetlights. Exactly, yeah. So um, you, there, there is, um, each person has... I don't know. I think it's... I'm trying to think how big the board is. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 8. It's got to be 8. 8 each. There we go, yes. Each person has 8 tiles each. Um, there's a blue tile and orange tiles. I, I, I assume that orange has more orange tiles, blue has more blue tiles, etc. It's important that the order you place these tiles. Also worth mentioning, what's really unique about this game, and I think is a really good, pleasing part of the actual experience of playing the game. You play the game in the box. So you're placing the tiles in the box. You don't place them on the table. It's pretty cool. You know I love that. Um, but yeah, so when, when you when you place the tiles, there's an element of strategy here. Um, you you want to be placing the tiles in a way that allows you to place the most buildings that you from your reserve as possible, right? So you've got to try and line up your cobblestone tiles, not let sort of block off the opponent's cobblestone tiles, that sort of thing. Take advantage of the placement as best as possible and try and get as many street lamps connecting to your buildings as you possibly can. Um, that's kind of a, a rundown of the first phase. The second phase um, is the building phase. So once all the cobblestone tiles are placed and each player has selected um, any number of buildings, players must then build on top of the coloured spaces or mixed spaces um, to try and uh, position their buildings as close to the street lights as possible. The more street lights that are, um, I think they call it like orthogonally adjacent, which means like. Um, not diagonally, but like directly adjacent to it, right? Um, yeah. So as many street lights that are orthogonally adjacent, I will learn to pronounce that, um, you score um, as many points. So the, the size of the building time multiplied, the size of the building multiplied by the number of street lights that are orthogonally adjacent to it. There we go. <laughs> Get in there. I'm hoping um, this is making sense. <laughs> I, th- I hope it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to okay. someone else who knows. Um, probably you should have said at the beginning that so when you set up the game um, you're given a pack of postcards kind of cute for the game um, and you randomly select eight of them now these eight postcards will act as abilities that you can use on your turn during phase two of the game uh, so once you select the eight you'd then place two on each side of the board then once you've done phase one and phase two begins you can either place a building down on one of the cobblestones that you feel would cover your area next to a streetlight or you can activate and choose one of the postcards each postcard has its own unique ability and these can be really helpful for different like like different stages of scoring right? there we go yeah different stages of scoring 
So one of them means if you have any leftover buildings, you don't get penalised. Uh, so that might be a good one to get because during phase one, like sometimes I would be, if you're a bit too ambitious in terms of trying to get the buildings because you think, oh, I'm going to get myself five buildings because I reckon I can place five down. Um, during the scoring at the end of the game and you have any buildings left over that you haven't been able to put down on the streets of Paris, they actually mark your score down and you get penalised. So disability would mean that I wouldn't get penalised. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, The, the postcard, they add different level of strategy because you can play with obviously any... any any combination of these postcards so you have any combination of, of, of abilities available to you um the caveat being you can only use four of them your opponent will use the other four um i guess so it's it's an effort uh, it's like a, a balancing game of trying to place your buildings where you can potentially preventing someone your opponent from placing one of their buildings and then trying to balance getting the the um the postcards that, that you that you want so on your turn you can either do the following so you can either um place one of your buildings down or you can choose one of the abilities but you may not be able to activate that ability on your go you may have to wait till the next go yeah each postcard has its own ability um specific to the postcard right so there's not like a standardized ruling per postcard and it just does something slightly different they're very specific to that to that specific um ability right so you really got to make sure you know what's available to you. Um, everything's in the in the in the instruction manual. It, it spells it out as blatantly as it can do. Yeah, but I'll talk more about that when we come to the negatives about the game. <laughs> yeah. What? David talking huh? about negative stuff. Who would have guessed? Spoiler alert. I bet I'm going to talk about the game box as well. Yeah, you can cross that off your bingo cards, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the box again. <laughs> Once everybody has placed all they can down and all of the abilities have been taken, then that's when the game ends. Yeah, yeah, pretty. And then you, you go into the scoring phase. Um, there are four main... Um, four attributes. There are four scoring attributes. That's good. Oh, there you go. Helping each other out with words today. The first scoring attribute is individual building sizes um, by street lamps. So the size of the building multiplied by as many street lamps as is orthan- orthogonally adjacent to it. There we go. I'm getting there. For example, say you had a building size of four squares and it was next to two lights, then obviously it'd be four times two, which of course is six. Yes. No. (laughs) No, it's eight. Yeah, I know. I was joking. So that's how that would work. And you do it with all of your buildings, but it's only the buildings that are on the board, not any that you haven't used. Yes, uh, and only ones that are touching light. So even if you've got the building down, if it's not next to a light, it won't score any points. Yeah, so the second scoring attribute is the largest building size. So you want to try and connect as many of your buildings as possible, um, again, orthogonally adjacent to each other. Um, If they're diagonal, it doesn't count. They have to be like touching side by side. Um, What are you laughing at? So in the last episode we we, uh, we did was what next, and my word was dexterity. And now I'm talking about this orthogonally oth- adjacent. I'm not even, I that, don't even that's know your word, it right? Yeah, that's your yeah, word. We're, we're going to stick with it. That is the yeah. that is the right word. Whether I'm saying it right, who anyway? Who knows? Yeah. So big, biggest building size. Yeah. So if you've got two buildings next to each other, um, one of five, one of four, then you'd score a total of nine for that. It doesn't matter if these are touching street lamps. It just has to be the size of the building. The third scoring um, attribute is all the all the abilities. So you'd run through all the abilities. It might be that an ability doubles the power of a street lamp. It might be that it 
there's a there's a, like a painting and you score points on all the number of free tiles in the vicinity of this painting we're not going to be able to run through them all because there are so many and they're all so detailed <laughs> that's the, the third scoring attribute and then the last one is if you have any buildings left over um that you weren't able to place on the board um, you lose three points per building yeah so those are the four main different attributes that you look at when scoring uh luckily the game provides you with a scoring pad uh that's quite a nice oh uh actually it doesn't so this is this is one of the what? issues that we have with my <laughs> what my with my version of the game right so there is um there is one um expansion to the game one one official expansion i think that you said there was there's one official one two of them were a kickstarter kickstarter goal. yeah right yeah so the one official expansion it's called uh it's called um, like Paris Eiffel or something. Just called um, Eiffel, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's called Paris Eiffel. That's what I said. Yeah, That's you did. exactly I was, what I said. Yeah, you did, and I was correct to myself. And that came out in two thousand and one. So that comes with the scoring pad, does it? Yeah. So that comes. So that that gives you uh, I think like eight new postcards. Um, all the little pieces to go with the postcards um and it comes with uh the scoring pad that's one of the main features of it um, but what i have done is that's crazy yeah you get you basically get a whole nother box the same size as the paris box but it if you if you pack it right it go. will all fit in the one box there we go you know me and my boxes right boxes again box talk so the scoring pad is part of the expansion but i've put it all in one box so i couldn't even tell you which uh, postcards are from the original game or not which is probably one of the reasons we shouldn't actually run through them because we might end up talking about one of the expansion ones i take one that is the expansion the eiffel tower that's an expansion piece and the notre dame one arc de triomphe that's another one yeah see now we are going through them so let's stop yeah well, exactly. uh, <laughs> we'll get ahead of ourselves otherwise just contradicting ourselves yeah, um so it doesn't cover the scoring pad that is an expansion piece and and uh evidently if you get the highest score you win and if you get the lowest score, you, you also win. You also win. Plot twist. It's not about the winning. It's about the friends you didn't make along the way. And by friends, it's just singular because it's only two players. <laughs> yeah. The one you friend you lose, lost you lose, your, you lose touch with yourself as well. And that's pretty much the game, to be honest. Yeah, I think this this, this game is massively underpinned by the, by the aesthetics of the game, right? The, the art style of the game, the Parisian aesthetics, um, I, th- I think there's something written in the instructions about um, late 19th century Paris, um, which I assume is when electricity was a big thing back then with all the lights. 19th century, yeah. Yeah, uh, so 18, so we're probably looking at around 1889. Probably, or did you just read that off, uh, off the instructions? Don't have the instructions. Yeah, <laughs> of course you don't. Um, no, yeah, I generally so don't. <laughs> do you not? No, I can show you my screen. I generally don't. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah, it's hugely underpinned by by the essence of the game. Right, the art style is everything about this game. Um, I think that the designer involved, I believe, is French. I'm going to say he is. Are we sure we want to go on the record? Oh, I don't actually know. No, I'm... Uh, hang on. Let me look at the artist. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Spanish! Oh, he's Spanish! Whoa! <laughs> Got it wrong! All right, let's uh, forget everything I just said. The designer is Spanish. But I mean, that's like... Where's that in, on a map relation to France? That's not very far away. Sure. Um, yeah, so, so the illustrator is uh, a Spanish guy. But it is very nicely designed, yes, and it does fit in with the overall theme of 
Paris. Spain is Spain is is south of France. Brilliant. You still got it wrong. What's also cool is the actual instructions that like an old fashioned newspaper as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, aesthetics are everything in this game. That's exactly what this game is about. The first time I played it, um, sat down in the board game cafe, whipped it out. I looked at it, and the first thing I thought was, "Wow, this Mate, you've game!" You've got to stop just... whipping it out in the board game cafe. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Honest to God, I just, I just thought this game is is stunning. It is so nice to look at. The colours are vibrant. They pop. The artwork is incredible. Um, and I, that, that, that I, I, uh, that is just that is this game. That is this game from from top to bottom. It is all aesthetic. Uh, well, I'm not going to waffle on about the aesthetics as I have just done, but the aesthetics are a big like um, for both of us, I assume. Well, you assumed wrong. Oh, no. No. Yeah, it's a very pretty game to look at. Really nice looking game, and the box is also very good. Like I say, you actually play the game in the box. It's got an inlay that sort of raises it a bit, uh, so you're not yeah. pulling directly all the way to the bottom of the lid. I cannot stress how much I love a good box design. The box is used as part of the game, and that is just perfect box design. Not a single waste, like wasted space, wasted asset. It's all there. Perfect. Beautiful. Can't go wrong. Yeah, and I also like the game has two phases to it. Strategy-wise, there's different strategies that you can play within each phase that can really affect the outcome of not only your game, but the player you're against. But also each phase, right? Like in in phase one, you can see what postcards are going to be available to you in phase two. So you might try and plan your uh, like your cobblestone placement, your building selection around what postcards are available to you. Um, but obviously your opponent's going to have exactly the same exact same thought. So it's a very, uh, your, your strategy can be very, very, very interesting in that regard. But yeah, it is fun. Two different phases. It helps break the game up. Is there anything else you like about the game? Uh, I think it's quite a quick game to play. Um, I disagree. Is, well, what? I, can, I probably understand why you disagree. But I actually think if you if you know the game, you know the rules, you know what the postcards do, it's quite easy to set up. Um, it's quite easy to get into, um, and a game can probably last about 15, 20 minutes, um, which is it's fun. You, you, it, you know, it invites you to play a couple of rounds. You know, if you lose the first time, come back for a second time. Lose the second time, come back for a third time. Yeah, there you lose go. the third time, just give up. Just give up, or come back for a fourth, depending on how, you, how you're feeling. Um, yeah, I also like the... I, I love the, the inclusion of the postcards. I know that's, that's one of the core um, functions of the game, the fact there's so many of them, especially with the expansion, I think you've got something you can get something like three games where every postcard can be different because you have so many with you know provided to you. So that's a bit of fun. Like it, that that really mixes every game up. Every game, no 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 one game is going to be the same in that regard. Because one game you might have the Eiffel Tower available to you. The next game you might have the Arc de Triomphe that just completely changes up your. Um, your style of play and, and, and the strategy that you're, you'll employ. So, uh, yeah, big win for me. Big win. Is there anything that you don't like about the game? Ooh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take point on this one, but I have a strong feeling I know what you're going to say. I just don't like Paris. Can't say that. No. Can't say that. <laughs> no, um, I have played a couple of games of this. It's a game that Keenan has had for a while and it's been played over a period of several months. What I will say is... As we discussed earlier about the postcards and the different abilities, some of them can be quite complex in terms of how you actually score points. And it's very easy to not remember what everything does. When we last played the game, 
the amount of time we hadn't played for a while it had to be said yeah and the amount yeah. of times that we had to keep referring back to the instructions to find what postcard we're trying to deploy and then read that ability it takes a bit of fun away from the game it sort of takes you out of the experience because you're having to go back and forth back and forth back and forth trying to work out what your, every postcard does now granted if you play all the time then you may know straight away but when you're introducing people to the game it's not as if there's like eight postcards there's only eight different abilities to learn there's like what 16 20 and what i would also say on the postcards now the postcards do look like postcards obviously on the front there's a nice illustration of a particular area of paris and then on the back there is the symbol of what the ability is now where you would normally write the address and the name i have put forward to keenan which obviously you can't do nothing about because he never made the game but I'm going to put it forward to you now, <laughs> listeners. And if you're listening, people who made the game, and I know you are. Take this on board. I would have written the ability on the postcard. Yeah, where the address line is. Yeah, because it's not going to take away from the aesthetic. And I think it's a lot better well, than having to keep going back to the instructions, trying to find what ability it is, yeah, and then I having to look through it. If, if the function of the, the, the postcard was on the postcard, right, I guess that would keep you in the game rather than having to constantly check the instruction manual over and over again. It would keep you in the game. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. But I think after a couple plays, you, you, you do pick up what each postcard does. Um, and there is a rough picture on the postcard um, kind of explaining how it works. You can use that to jog your memory. So I guess that there is that element to it. And, and as this game is pure aesthetic, that's probably why they've chosen not to include the 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 function of the, the like the ability on the card right but uh, yeah i i i agree it can get a little bit complicated um maybe even give each player a postcard with the abilities written on it as a handy reference guide yeah again yeah i mean that it's i guess just something to keep you within the game and not having to constantly check the rule book it's 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 actually it's kind of hard it's more hard with the um the expansion as well as you then have two um you have two instruction books so in our in our regard we can't ever remember which one is from the expansion and which one's from the base game so you just end up looking through the one book going oh it's not in there it's in the other one but granted um as we discovered when we last played the game uh which we never discovered before when you first play the game it recommends which abilities to use yes it does yeah yeah so obviously if you're new you would tend to use those abilities over and over again yeah. and then you would have a rough idea of what they do if you actually read the read the instructions unlike yeah. we we don't do that we just throw ourselves yes, in we we the game we. we 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 and then am i right in thinking that earlier you said it was a quick game to set up i did say that and i stand by it okay i know you're gonna disagree with me uh, uh, yeah partly i do yeah <laughs> so depending on which postcard you pick uh, some of them comes with like a plastic counter, whereas some of them is like the Eiffel Tower, if you get the Paris Eiffel expansion. And some of them, it's like a 3D building. So you obviously have to build those as well every time. But I think there is a lot of setup because you've got to get counters to put on the postcards when for when you select what postcard you're going to use and claim it as yours. And then obviously you've got the pieces that go on the postcards. And then obviously you've got the tiles that you have to sort out into the different colours. And then you've got the buildings that, granted, you don't have to sort out. I don't know. We, we like a lot of pieces because when you get more bang for your buck, uh, but yeah. sometimes uh, it yeah, can yeah, the, guess, the setup uh, can be long depending on which postcards you choose randomly to begin well, with. I guess that's it, isn't it? Yeah. 
I, well, I've just thought of something that I, I do like about the game, uh, as a matter of fact. Yep, the box is good. We know that. The box is good. Love the box. Now, the, the value of the game doesn't really go for much. Is it when I said bang for your buck? Were you like, oh my God, it is bang for your buck? Yeah, I thought of it. Yeah. It popped into my mind. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I got it for about 20, 20 quid, something like that. Um, and for what the game is, yeah, okay, it's only two players. So you're limited in that, in that, in that sense. But... Um, the game is beautiful you get loads of pieces real real bang for your buck um it's a lovely to sort of sit down with your partner and, and bash out a few games we briefly mentioned expansions obviously the, the main one was the eiffel tower one yeah. um which comes with a cool 3d eiffel tower which i'm surprised isn't actually part of the main game considering it the box art predominantly features the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it doesn't predominantly feature it. The Eiffel Tower is there. It's quite a big. It's a big source of light. There's light um, coming from. I'm just. Yeah, but it's more about the houses and the lights. Yeah, but it's, I just think it's weird that they didn't include that as part of the main game, and they left it for an expansion. <laughs> so I wonder whether they, when designing the game, had already planned for the expansion and thought, oh, Eiffel Tower, that'd be a great expansion. Yeah, know. probably. I mean, yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. It would make sense, but I mean, Paris is full of like sort of like wonderful architecture and and like beautiful is sites. It? Yeah, it is. There's, there's. Why do you hate Paris so much? <laughs> there's loads of nice things in Paris. Name four: Eiffel Tower, Arc de Triomphe, uh, Paris, and Paris. Brilliant, thought so. I guess finally, as we normally like to say on these podcasts, do we recommend the game? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I'm gonna go with a yes. I That's do recognise. <laughs> I know. I've had this game for a while. It's been on my shelf for a long time. Many, many a fond memory of playing this game. Um, I'm pretty sure I've only ever lost it once. Uh, so, oh, I must be good at lighting up buildings. I would also recommend the game. Wow, that is a surprise. After the Matt, you slated it earlier. Yeah, but like, there's a lot of strategy involved, and um, it does get quite tense when doing the um, scoring because you think, like, the couple of games that we played, quite often I thought, oh, it's there any point in scoring you've won, when in reality, I actually came out on top because yeah, of yeah, some of the abilities. Yeah. So it does keep you on tender hooks right until the end. And uh, as I said earlier, I think it's good bang for your buck as well. £20 comes with a lot, a lot of replayability with the postcards. Basically, we both recommend a game, and um, yep. if you can't afford to go to Paris, play Paris. Play Paris instead. <laughs> There we go. That's the motto. Perfect. It's like we rehearsed that. We didn't. No, we didn't. Just want to clarify. We didn't. I will. Yeah. I, I will did present. The, I will present the full recording as evidence. We did not rehearse that. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the Tabletop Broadcast, where we looked at Paris. Don't go to Paris. Uh, <laughs> is there anything you want to quickly say do about the episode? Paris. Do go to Paris. Okay, well, I'm going to say don't go to Paris. Uh, So thank you very much for listening. If you like, then please subscribe to the podcast and give us a review or a rating because that will really help the podcast and we can sort of tailor it to what you want to hear on these episodes. In terms of what we're looking at next time, Germany. We're going to be looking at at Germany. No, we're not. I don't know. Uh, It's not even a game. Who knows? It might be a game. I don't know. Also, don't forget that you can go to the socials by going to our Instagram. Uh, That's going to do it for this episode. I've been one of your co host david i've been the other one not david and that's been the tabletop broadcast thank you very much au revoir hey there and welcome to the tabletop broadcast hello faithful listener and welcome to no ordinary tabletop broadcast you see this is the tabletop broadcast presents lawcaster 